Hey everyone to uh, podcast number 89. Uh, I hope everybody missed me, but I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. We have we the did. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Dexter and uh, DB, everybody's favorite interviewer slash commentator. I feel um, like we should all be in a yoga pose or something right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a yoga should have pulled up some of those pictures. What's your favorite pose there? Like one of these? Uh, you know what? Um, the praying mantis. What is they, that? They, they weren't. They weren't very comfortable, to say the least. Um, it was sort of. It was, it was sort of to prove a point about the Alberta government a little bit. But uh, <laughs> it was. Um, if you guys don't know, they they open up yoga because it was non. Uh, like, what was it? Strenuous, I guess. Activities. Low, low intensity. And low for impact. a fact. And yeah, and for a fat guy like me, that took a lot of effort. So I, I was just trying to prove a point out there. Um, you I look think like Stephen Redfern, though. That wasn't your first time doing yoga. I mean, it it was, it was. And Dexter had a guide. I was, me very I was well. guiding him along. Yeah, so, it, <laughs> he he guided me very well. That was not warrior's pose. You've got to get your leg further out. <laughs> Move your arms. <laughs> oh, sounds sounds like Dexter's the expert. We need the next uh, next ones it, of him doing the yeah, advanced yeah. poses or you, what? Yeah, you yeah you should have seen Grandpa walk in and look at us and it's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> so Grandpa, Grandpa had a little bit of resentment, but yeah, uh, no, he just kind of stood in the in the background, just kind of like casually. I'm just gonna what, go back what, to the office. What has Sherwood Bowl turned into? Sherwood Bowl, the yoga stu- yoga studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he doesn't even he doesn't even question his grandchildren anymore. Yeah, get uh, <laughs> on you for having some fun with it. Sorry, Carrie, we just jumped. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Oh, no. oh god, yeah, yeah. That turned out that turned out really well. Yeah, that was that was really sexy. Yeah, I'm sure you fell over within seconds after. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't so bad. No, that was fine. He was actually decent with that one. He cannot do a side plank if his life depended on it, though. No, too much upper body weight. <laughs> too much upper body. Weight. No, no. I was like, and I kept on saying, "Are you taking the picture? Taking the picture?" And he's like, "No, no." That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah, so obviously this is the spot where we plug some of our uh, our merchandise. So um, I know Dexter's wearing some. DB, I think you got a sweatshirt on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can get that store.fivepinnewers.ca. And if you're a Patreon member of ours, you can also uh, save uh, some discount codes we have sent out every month um, to help lower those costs for you. And these are just our patron members on the screen here right now mm-hmm. uh, once again you know patreon.com slash five pin universe and for as little as two dollars canadian per month you can become a patron and uh get those discounts if you want some uh clothing what about that we, limit we, limited edition photo that was out there yeah yeah, yeah a, new, new edition it's almost turning into a top seller too like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we're 40% sold on those already <laughs> It's good. I'm really glad there was only five. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you're looking for some signed merch, we have pictures of Tim Weisberg Wiseman uh, up on there, which is fantastic. But if there is an actual market for this stuff, let us know because 
Uh, I'm sure we could sell better things than Tim's picture. Yeah. We, we might be able to pull some strings and maybe get some uh, real autographs from real le- legends in the sport. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tim. No, no bashing, but just uh... oh, that's okay. I'm hey. I I, th- I think I could have sold one of my yoga photos today too. So to Henry. So you should we'll put see. one of those up with signed, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the only thing you have is kind of find Tim stuff. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just only Tim Weisberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, we like to, uh, uh, sorry, like to shout out uh, WCBT swag, such as this hat and stuff. You can get that at uh, the WCBTour.ca. There's a link there to uh, the Shopify store that uh, we are running for that swag as well. Um, lots of bowling towels, more, more bowling related stuff than, uh, just clothing for you guys out there. And, uh, our sponsor of the week, all-star bowling sales, we'll put up their links here in their commercial, but you can buy their stuff as well. Um, lots of companies out there in the bowling world that need your support right now. Obviously all the proprietors, um, need your support, but also the, the companies involved with five pin bowling, right? They're just as uh, shut down as everybody else at this point. So, um, We'll kick off their little commercial here, and then we'll bring our special guest of the week. <laughs> Tim's reading some comments, I see. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, obviously, our special guest of the week, as a lot of our viewers seen on the poster that we put up on Monday, um, introducing them, really needs no introduction, um, has been a mainstay on Open, Masters, uh, the cash circuit in earlier in her career. Well, not so late. She was part of TSN, I believe, 14 times. Uh, we have Miss Sandy Anderson. Mrs. Sandy Anderson, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah not a problem. Awesome. We have had a lot there. of people really excited to have you on. So, uh, Oh, yeah, cool. this is an absolute honor. So thank you for joining us. Oh, hey, you're you're welcome. I'm glad that uh, that you guys thought enough of me that you wanted me to be on here. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I don't disappoint. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, zero pressure. Zero <laughs> I think yeah. we've got a lot to talk about, so it's uh, it's going to be good, right? So. Yeah. And and there's Scotty. Scotty does a quick little in and out. Hey, Scott Barber, okay. thanks for time. Oh in. yeah. 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 He says, "Honored, honored to play mixed team once her got to cl- see how clutch she is in the anchor anchor spot stand. We heard quite a bit about this anchor spot and being able to to throw some big strikes. So we've done a little bit of research and talked to a few people, and that's oh what, okay, okay. what they all say. So <laughs> okay, don't be surprised if you might see a few photos popping up throughout this podcast, Sandy. <laughs> oh, good lord! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right." Anyways, let's let's start. Um, how are things these days? COVID related, obviously. Work. I know you're retired. How are things yep. happening in Winnipeg for you on a personal level? Tell us a little bit what uh, what's going on in your daily life these days. Sure, not an awful lot. Um, uh, I've been retired for a couple of years, so I'm I'm at home. Uh, get out for the odd walk when it's nice enough. We actually finally had some nice weather today, so we were able to get out for a out for a nice walk. But you know, other than shopping and watching terrible news on uh, TV and listening to podcasts. Uh, you know what? Not an awful lot. We did, uh, we did get some good news though, that uh, on uh, starting on Friday, that the centers, the bowling centers are going to be able to open, but they're, uh, they're not sure yet exactly what that's going to look like. So 
more news to come, but uh, looking forward to that very much. Can't wait to get back in the lanes. Now, is Manitoba part of a stage process as well? Like it's stage one, two, three, four, Alberta, that's how it's working here. Or is it just yeah. sort of blanket, everybody can now open starting Friday? How does that work? You know what? It's not, they don't really call it stages. They, uh, they've pretty been, much been doing every, every three weeks. They'll say, well, let's try this for three weeks. And then once you're two weeks into it, they'll say, well, here's what we think we want to do. You know, when, when, when the current restrictions are up, what do you think? And we actually, um, they invite us to go onto a website to engagemb.ca to give our opinion. I don't know how much they actually take your opinion into account, but you are able to, uh, you know, to give your opinion. And so every few weeks, something else might open or it might not. They can, you know, three weeks goes, goes away and they might say, yeah, we're just going to leave it the same. But right. it's not so much we're at stage one or we're at stage two. It's just, hey, we're going to do this this time. It's nice to hear that they're actually trying to listen to you, though. That's yeah. uh, that's really good. Yeah, I hope it's I don't not. Think we have that. Yeah. <laughs> no, like there's no you none none they, of you in Alberta. You don't have the opportunity to they have town halls, but they're not. Uh, you might yeah. get an answer, and you might not. For example, in in November, before we shut down, I had put well, actually, not even November. In October, I had put in two two requests into uh, the AHS. Uh, about yeah. tournaments coming up while our numbers were still good. And right. I got uh, I got a response back in the middle of January. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, we're shut down now. Obviously, we can't run this, but thank yeah. you yeah. for getting back yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah, they do town halls here too as well, and you can sign up to be part of that, but I'm afraid that the process might be quite the same too. You know, if you've got mm -hmm. too many people wanting to, to ask a question, it might not necessarily get answered. So, Correct. So a lot of us put in there was a big push this time to uh to go on and do the survey and say hey let's get the let's get the centers open so i think they probably got quite a few people pushing at them so well, that's if nice. it works great yeah, yeah. whole community comes together and all the membership let's email people or message that's a good idea Mark. yeah no absolutely yeah now have the bowling centers like they've all been completely closed since yeah it's some of them that have bigger kitchens are doing takeout food, but that's it. But other than that, we've been shut since uh, since the beginning of November. Right. So like nothing, not for not for practice, not for anything. So some of the ones that had a, more of a, a food uh, food business could could open just for that, but a lot of them don't fall into that category, so they haven't been able to open. Right. Yeah, St. James kind of moved into that direction on purpose, right? So they kudos did. to them. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We have Mr. Robert Gallagher here in Statler, Alberta, running a pub out of the bowling alley now, which, hey, you know what? Good good for him. Yeah. Honestly, if it works, it works. Yeah. More you know what? You have to shop. you have to change to have to sometimes change to get any kind of business whatsoever. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what's the vaccine are they uh, doing in Manitoba? Is that over 75 or are they no. do others now? So right now, the public is if you're over 91. Or oh. if, or if you're um, indigenous, they uh, they have a lower age for that because we have such a large indigenous population in Manitoba, and they are being hit quite hard. So I think uh, if you are indigenous, it's 71. But it's going yeah. kind of by even that they were originally doing it by decades, but they started at 95, then they went to 91. Um, so 
I, I'm still thankfully a few, I'd love to get the shot, but thankfully I'm still a few years away from being next in line. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think here in Alberta, they're doing 75 and yeah. then yeah. For indigenous they're doing 70. Yeah. 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 Grandpa went and get a shot today, so I know that for sure. Oh, he nice. Went, good. Yeah. 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 He went and lined up. He It was pretty good. None of them socially distanced, but they were there. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> None of the seniors just, they all piled in. So. And yeah. you're not, like, you know, you don't have to make an appointment? It they, is definitely an appointment. Yeah. Oh, there is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they all, they, all showed, they all showed up about 45 minutes early to their appointment. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all the way outside in the car, right? So they're yeah. like, "Oh, we we yeah. can't we can't go in. No, it's all by appointment." So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they all they all they all lived and learned, right? But they're really mm -hmm. patient people there, so it was good though. Yeah, good. Yeah, my mother-in-law went and got to, and the, like you said, you know, everybody the first couple of days, everybody lined up, and it was complete chaos. But oh, I bet it seemed yeah. to have made things better. Now you're only allowed to come up to the doors five minutes before, or they have a big sign flashing yeah. now serving. 12 yeah. o'clock noon appointments right so yeah. um, and and where are you guys doing that where like do you have like one we have a well, we have a super center out of our convention center there's lots of places here in edmonton that we are, do have when, lots. yeah okay. when you go online you book which location whether it's south northwest to sure okay. park or whatnot you can, you can choose. but there's like a hundred you know at the same time slot right so yeah. they're getting sure. through quite a few yeah you know yeah yeah, there's talks that they're going to open up the Expo Center as a super vaccination site yeah. once they get more availability for vaccines and stuff. Well, like I mean, that. that would be amazing because the one that my the, just the one that my grandpa went to today was put, they were pumping out 1,300 vaccinations just in the one today. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's what we need, yeah. right? I mean, to just keep vaccinating people and and yeah. you know, sure, get the most vulnerable first, and then work your way down. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Right, or it could be like Texas and just say screw it, and everybody opens up. And we're... Exactly. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, Here exactly. You go, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Alberta is Canada's Texas, so. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, before we go into the like the early years bowling, I saw Jennifer Haas's comment about uh, Jim Llewellyn's Island Lake Lanes. That seemed like a pretty cool theme. Uh, I was thing just going to talk did. about that. Yeah. Yeah. He, How did that come together? And have you you've gone and visited? And oh, and absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So he started off with doing one bowling alley. He lives in a, in an area that has like man-made lakes. Yeah. Okay. So, and they always freeze them. They're always frozen over in the winter and there's walking paths and stuff on it. And everybody in their area uses the lakes quite a bit. So he decided that he would put a, an ice bowling lane in. So he just cleared off the snow and he took pins from his center and painted them and filled up some milk jugs. And you were using a milk jug to, uh, to throw at the pins you have to set your own pins mind you know but uh so he started with one lane and then he uh then he put a second one in for a while and then he ended up with three and then he had to close down because we got a little bit slushy but then i believe he had six lanes going on the weekend holy crap yeah. wow and and so people were complaining that uh that well we need some way to keep score so didn't he create some big scoreboard and he put it right out on the lake hey? so of it was uh, yeah yeah now he's uh, he's pretty good at promotion that boy well that's yeah. very smart of him obviously to keep yeah. the interest going around there and yeah you know promote his lanes when it's back open again and uh yeah, yeah. it was cool to see lots of different photos and people going out and playing yeah and he he got quite a bit of coverage in the in the yeah. like on on the radio and in the press too so that was awesome you know for yeah. him for bowling 
and then he started some snowballing in some of the in some of the schools up by him by himself too. Yeah. Yeah, so that the kids could do that for uh, for their recess or for their PE classes. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah. I might have photo sending you of and a okay. proof evidence, Sandy, of you bowling at the lanes too. So somebody must have been oh, in. Great. Must have <laughs> been <laughs> watching. Uh, may we ask what was your high score, Sandy? I only threw four frames. Oh. And I threw two strikes out of those four frames. <laughs> Yeah. That's good strike percentage. That's what I thought. And right? Two couple of strikes but, and time to Yeah, and that was it. But Jim's taking credit for that because he was setting pins for me and I was setting pins for him. And he claims he set my pins far closer together than uh -huh. I did when it was his turn. 17 inches, yeah. 17 inches, yeah. Eh? That's, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you put him yeah. on 18, you're on 17. That's not fair. Well, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's great. Good idea. At least, at least we don't see photos of Jim doing uh, yoga or anything like that. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I have to say, Tim, I thought you had fabulous balance. Thank Especially you. Especially if, if you've never done that before. No. I got to give you props for that. Sandy, yeah. Everybody has great balance in a still picture. You don't know how many takes it took. There's, oh. there's Sanders, you know, the, the lanes. Yeah. Somebody's been talking to Jim. All right. I see. Okay. No, that's not Jim. That's you not know, Jim. bring that back up. Bring that back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim's got a point. <laughs> yeah, they, are they are closer. Like he, he, he was being pretty generous. <laughs> yours are so, you set them up so spread out. They're well, almost side by side. I think. Uh, well, okay. Jim. I have a point. <laughs> you know he's listening to this and he's just peeing himself, laughing right now. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, let's go. We'll let's talk more on there, team. All right. So. Where did uh, we're counting? We're counting. We're getting the measuring stick out. Okay, I get it. We're doing the close up. I had way better form. Okay, yeah. I believe that. <laughs> where did bowling start for, for Sandy? Did you where did bowling start? Bowling seems started. Many people have uh, have family that have been in the business. Is that the same for you? <laughs> You know, not really. No, they, uh, you know, my mom and dad played at, at some point, but certainly not uh, dad would play league type thing. But uh, Ross Merlane's YBC, he, uh, my dad uh, started coaching there. A bunch of, a bunch of guys from our local uh, Kiwanis club, like a service club. A bunch of them were helping out at the YBC doing coaching and, hey, why don't we do this? Okay. So I was probably six-ish when I started at Rossmere and I played Rossmere all through my, uh, all through my uh, YBC career. And yeah, played uh, a lot of YBC provincials, did not make it to a single YBC national in my entire career um, until I started coaching. And then I, then I got to go to a couple. So that was cool. As, as in YBC. Yeah. Now, yeah. does Winnipeg have a similar, like a intercity type challenge between bowling centers? I mean, there's 35 different bowling centers in Winnipeg, not that many. Well, 
being no you know what yeah, i mean like, is there is there a competitive between the bowling centers back and forth a little bit of an internal competition like for for ybc growing up yeah, or just not. in the youth leagues like for example in edmonton we have it's called the the youth travel league right it's called oh really two different things and basically wow. a team from sherwood bowl would go and play against a team from Bronx and then Bonnie Dune and St. Albert. So they have it, you know, there's six times a year that they play these little mini events, right? Yeah. But it gets the kids in the YBC an opportunity to compete at a, a little bit of a higher level, right? Yeah. We we didn't when I was growing up, but uh, Amanda Deveni now has, uh, for the last few years anyways, has started something that she calls Interzones. So that's exactly, exactly it. The kids from one center will, will play against We'll play against other centers, but that was uh, certainly not when I was going to through YBC. That's just something that she started in the last maybe four years. Right. So, uh, and I know that that's quite popular with the kids um, so, because they do get to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's and you open it up to more people that not necessarily always playing the U Challenge. Um, yeah. You know, a smaller group, and then yeah, exactly moving on to the Open type of thing. So at least yeah, exposes them to a little bit of competition. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. We used to have, I guess we had um, four or five tournaments a year that you could go to before the interzones came up. But the interzones is by far seems to be taking off more than any of the little cash tournaments that they had done for the kids. So where would you have gotten the competitive bug as as a youth or did you really yeah. not? get super competitive until after or is just you just in the fact that you just didn't make it to a nationals yeah you know i made probably from my last year of bantams all the way through my last year of seniors i made every provincial and just nothing clicked whether it was a single or whether it was a team just didn't click and um of course as soon as i graduated from ybc ross senior girls ross senior girls yeah. um they they but you know just uh just a timing thing um I wouldn't, I guess I was competitive. Like I certainly enjoyed the competitive aspect of it. I was not, I didn't like today when people come out of YBC, like some of the kids, well, they're averaging like 240, 250. Well, that didn't happen when, when I was in YBC, like I probably left YBC with a 220 average, maybe if that, um, didn't play any competitive leagues really well actually I, I played there used to be a, a league after ybc originally called ybc majors i don't know if you guys had something like that in alberta or not yeah. and then ybc it was it was it was someplace for people to go once they finished ybc so it was okay you know still younger people like young adults and then ybc majors became uh molson majors we got a, a brewery involved um but that was more of a fun league i didn't play like a competitive league. We, I, I guess my first competitive league was uh, Park Alley's had a, a ladies league and that would have been 83-ish, I guess. So I was already out of YBC for four years before I, uh, before I played, before I played that and made my first team the first year I, I, uh, I tried qualifying and it's pretty cool. Got to go to Newfoundland as my first trip. That was really cool. <laughs> totally. So, so, so then I was kind of hooked. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was good. It's that uh, you had mentioned the the youth or the the transition league. That sounds like you yeah. Know, even mentioned the Ontario Yabba League. Mm -hmm. um, you know that, that seems to be somewhat of a common thing. Obviously, we know now yeah. Yabba doesn't exist in its true form, but it's right. Bowls, but 
yeah. I like how there is that transition mm-hmm. league opportunity for people to play, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We try in the, in, in the, the league that I play in, and I, I only play one league now, but we try that when we're looking for a spare or something to get a YBC senior or something just so that they can get the experience of bowling with, uh, you know, within an adult league type thing, just so that they know that there is something else. You know, a, a lot of kids will do their YBC because that's what you do, and, and then they're done. And some yeah. kids don't pick up a ball again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it is kind of nice to, to uh, show them there is other stuff out there. Now, what league? Uh, who, what do you league do you play now? I play out of Rossmere Stull. Uh, it's called EK Senior Mix. It's a a mixed league, not not terribly competitive. Uh, a lot of the people have been in there for for years, um, but it's close to home. I enjoy the people, um, so that's what I do. Uh, I occasionally spare at a couple of other places, but not not terribly often. Um, and then Masters. That's that's about it. That's about it. Yep. I, I I agree with you, Sandy. Like there has to be on the point before there has to be a way of developing your kids. Yeah. And 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 uh, kind of growing through them. Um, yeah. I know, like out in Alberta, and uh, I know we've tried out in Edmonton, really try and develop our youth in a way. Try to. Uh, I know Daryl in, in the past and, and Schultz's, and I always say like, I kind of wrote a piece with. Um, for Tom Patterson um, about just kind of paying it forward a little bit about, about always trying to, you know, we were fortunate where we were and trying to bring it forward that way. Um, We, I, we started doing like a pro-am kind of tournament in in Edmonton. We, we had like our pros in Edmonton and we Mm -hmm. we try to develop our 17 to 19 year olds and, and try to encourage them to participate. And um, because there's a lot of people that just feel like out of place when they, graduate right and then they either just drop off or whatnot so um i think that's a very like a big valid point out there um i i know like uh our 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 match play leagues out here our our wednesday match play league obviously dropped out and no longer around but that was a big way we got a lot of younger kids in there um but yeah but there has to be ways for at least the bowling community to carry that forward so i I do commend you guys for doing that yeah yeah is, didn't you Future get that, sport. that pro legend uh, idea from somewhere else, Tim? Where did we get that? From? Um, well, it, it was kind of uh, Newfoundland actually ran something like a doubles thing out there mm-hmm. for a while, yeah. um, and then we and we then we kind of just we kind of went off that and we kind of made a little bit bigger because Newfoundland did a little bit something similar to that. Because what is it? We have two YBCs, one pro, and then one legend as the coach, right? Right. So what we did was we have, depending on the year, we have two or three age kids, 17 and 19. And then we have a pro, like uh, we try to mix it up between uh, men and ladies and enough age group in there. And then we have a legend. So like say somebody who doesn't bowl anymore, uh, but uh, like a, like a, a Doy Anderson or Jerry Anderson, or we bring somebody like uh, Kelly Cornelius is on there. She's a lifetime member. So we bring her in. Or somebody like that, um, and or Bruce or Lynn, and then they would kind of be the team leader, right? And they would set the lineups or whatnot, and uh, and they would kind of develop the team. And I remember, I think Daryl was a captain one year, and Daryl buried uh, Mark Johnstone in the middle between all the kids because he was so brutal, and, <laughs> and 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 the kids loved it, right? And and uh, yeah. honestly, and the great part was that the following year, right afterwards, all the all the kids kind of got all the. Uh, 
the, the pros numbers and the legends numbers and they would text them and they would ask them questions and oh, cool. and they would keep in contact yeah. with them and then it kind of carried over and then we saw our numbers increase for the open and the ips and and all yeah. other stuff in the cash tournament so we saw a big increase with our numbers with that so we, mm-hmm. we saw a positive increase so yeah yeah it was kind of a lot of fun that way but yeah i remember that the other I remember Daryl just burying Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Yeah. But, I mean, lots of provinces are doing something, you know, similar or something. Yeah. You, know, right. you have to have a avenue for transition from the youth to the adult. So whether it's a league, whether it's our pro team, whether it's open communication between them all, I mean, that's how you get the future of the sport. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, that's just the way that we do it. That's neat. So, yeah. Cool. Um, you had mentioned the the Newfoundland. That was that was the Open, you, you, the first one, or was that a Masters that you played? Uh, the Open was my first one. Right. So let's go into the Open, okay. and reading off some of the stats of Sandy Anderson is something for people to be amazed at. There's uh, not many, or if any at all, that would have uh the st- stats that you have sandy so we're uh we're happy to list some of them here okay. so for the open 24 national appearances nine gold medals two silvers five bronzes and five time all-stars at nationals can you put that into words a little bit about some of those experiences of the open or you know you know sure. maybe early off in the 90, you know, the the, the Newfoundland experience and start with the early ones and work our way up. Okay. Um, So the Newfoundland experience, obviously, I didn't have a clue, you know, what this was about. You get thrown in with a bunch of ladies, fabulous women um, uh, that I looked up to and I I got to play with. Um, I saw it more as it was a, it was, it was a good experience and it was a wonderful time. Um, I like to think I was competitive. I don't think I, I don't think I probably played that well. Um, and we didn't, we didn't medal, but it was certainly a, a good start and it wanted to keep me coming back for more. Nineties uh, is where we did our, where we did our best work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we had a lot of, a lot of the stats that you read out are, are team-based. The only, uh, gold in there that single is the one single that I won for in C5. The rest is all team-based and it's a team sport and I love playing team sport and we have such a wonderful, not just a, not just a small group, but we've had wonderful players all through my career that I've had the privilege of playing with um, that have, yes, I have some great accolades because I've been there and what have you, but it's a team thing and it's, it's always a team thing. Who were um, some of those those great teammates? We know, you know, Karen Armstrong, Chris Monchak, some of those, but you know, we love the names on here, and some of those we may not sure. remember. And your coach too, there, so we love to hear those names. Sure. So some you might not know, Jackie Sokolowski is actually Chris Monchak's sister. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So she was on a number of the teams. Uh, Deb Sinitchich, which probably predates most of you guys bowling. Um, she was wonderful bowler through just a super, super fast rotating ball. She was awesome. Uh, Linda Oren, Derek's mom. Okay. She was on a lot of those teams. Uh, we had the, the one team where both uh, Karen and Linda were quite pregnant. Um, we did well. One. We did well. You know, here we go again. Pregnant ladies play well, eh? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Jamie Sox, who went to Saskatchewan, and I think she's actually 
back in Win in Manitoba now, but I'm not positive. Uh, who else do I have here? Uh, Carrie Thebert, uh, Deanna Barber, Scotty's Scotty's sister. Okay. Uh, she, yeah, she was on. She was on a number of the teams. Um, Barb Justice. She doesn't play anymore. I'm pretty sure you guys wouldn't recognize that name. Um, who else? Holly Tchaikovsky came uh, in later years. She's kind of a um, not a whole generation. Well, yeah, pretty much a whole generation behind us. So she was on <laughs> on the more recent teams. Um, who else? Jana. Jana was Alblast. A lot of times I played with her, but Jana Van Wallingham now. Um, Karen Bourne, uh, Jeff's Jeff Bourne's uh, wife. Uh, there's some names for you, and then. As you alluded to, uh, led by Dylas Turner for for pretty much most of the success that we enjoyed through the 90s was uh, having Dylas Turner as coach. Mm -hmm. um, I unfortunately started playing. Actually, she played the, the, the very first year that I uh, that I uh, qualified for the Open. She was still playing, uh, certainly not at the top of her game, but she was still playing. And then I think that was the last year that she probably tried to qualify. Um, but. I benefited or we all benefited from her deciding that coaching was her next thing because she was outstanding at it. Um, I don't, I don't think you have to be a former player to be a coach, but it doesn't hurt. And she was, she uh, was an outstanding coach. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I use now in my coaching came from her. I know same thing for Jim, my husband, a lot of the stuff that he uses because he would come in to all the nationals and watch. So he and Dylas would be in the back, you know, going at it when she'd use him for a sounding board and he'd get stuff off of her. So, uh, yeah, her uh, her friendship and her her uh, knowledge in the sport is just mm -hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it, it definitely helps being, you know, having played at a high level for sure. Yeah. At least you understand the situations and yeah. you know, a little bit more comfortable, probably a little bit more, um, you know, confident in making polls and changes like that and lineups yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that's a huge benefit. You know, it it's is. not a requirement, but definitely a huge benefit. Yeah. Like I, I can say, I know how you feel or I've been there. I know what you're going through. Well, yeah, yeah you do. So it's yeah. not just somebody giving lip service to, oh, I know how you're feeling. Well, no, you don't. You've never been there. Um, again, that's not to say that somebody that, hasn't played can't coach but i think i think it is probably beneficial yeah adds a lot adds a lot yeah. to the experience too right yeah mm -hmm. yeah so in 91 um is where we had a pretty big moment where you have lady the single and <laughs> yeah. ladies team uh gold with an all-star how was that you know having to play both and at such a high level and getting yeah. an opportunity to play in the finals and to win them all we'd like to Here's some stories about that year for sure. Okay, so the first, uh, what was I going to say, that one? Yeah, the first year that I qualified for singles and team, I gave up the team to both singles because everybody, again, I'm young, I haven't been in this very much. Everybody I talk to, oh, it's a lot of bowling, you know, and and it's a lot of pressure and, and maybe you don't want to do both. Maybe you can't do both really well. So I just chose to play team. I mean, I just I just chose to play singles. Right. Um, when I got the chance to do it again, after that first one, I swore that if I ever got the chance to do it again, assuming I'm healthy, I won't make that same decision again. I will I will play both. And 
it was the right decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a lot of bowling, but uh, yeah, I would uh, I would I would today I might not make the same decision at at my age and stuff, but uh, yeah, it was absolutely the right decision, and I. I don't know where we are with C5 right now. You can't do, can you do both still? Yeah. Cause okay. I know we went through a, we went through a period where I think it was just where you Manitoba that maybe said no, but I can't yeah. remember what it was, but I, there was a period where you could no longer do both, but then they did go back to both. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, so you correct, could do correct. both. Yeah. It was a year. I think it was uh 2011. I believe it was around that time. Cause Adam yeah. had to choose. Yeah. Yeah. They went, then they went back on it. So you didn't, you could double up. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, that was pretty cool. That was, uh, those two years, 1990 and 91 were, um, pretty special. Yeah. Winning, uh, winning gold in both, uh, masters and in, in C5 over those two years was as, uh, that was the height of it. That was, that was pretty cool. You remember who you played in the final as a singles there? I do. I played uh, Lynn Allard from Quebec. She had bowled hmm. outstanding the entire week. She had bowled just phenomenal, and uh, I had the better game in the final. And it wasn't. It wasn't. I had to play her twice back then. It wasn't. Uh, you have to beat the the uh, first place qualifier twice. It was one game, hmm. and I had the better game. And so, she, yeah. she was the higher qualifier. She, oh, by far. Yeah, she okay. uh, she blew everybody else away during the week. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and she played well. She played well in the final, but I played weller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was uh yeah, it was uh very cool. Absolutely very cool. How about, how about the team? Sorry, Tim. Who who was uh, who yeah. did you play in the team final? On that team? Oh, you would do that to me, right? I actually oh. have it. I have I have it all here. I actually brought up did the you? stats. Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm all ready for you. So, okay. uh, your team was Chris Monchuk, uh, yeah. Jackie, yeah, um, D, Barber, Karen right. Bourne, and Deb. Right. Oh, that I thought you were going to tell me who we played. I knew who the team was. Oh, I, I have your team here. I actually have it here ready for you too, as well. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, you guys played. Uh, your team, you guys. Oh, Manitoba swept a lot there. You guys played Ontario. Oh, okay. You guys played Ontario. So right. that was, uh, yeah, Ontario. <laughs> I, don't, I can't recognize any of the names there. Real Champlain was the coach that year. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I said to you guys before when, uh, when I, uh, when I talked to, uh, oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> you're going to ask, you're going to ask me when that was, aren't you? That was Calgary, I think. Am I right? Do you know this? Is that 97? Yeah, 97 Calgary, I think. Yeah. 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 Do you know do you know who's feeding me the photos now? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm trying to yet. so that so I gave that to Tom. No. That's your buddy Karen. Karen. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might be okay. I might be okay with Karen because she never used to take an awful lot of photos. So there's probably no incriminating ones of stuff that happened off the lane. So I might be good. <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that to you. Okay. Any more of those, you know, gold medals? I mean, nine gold medals. Um, yeah. Love to hear more about some of those 
years and some of those teams that you would have played uh, <laughs> on and some of those events that, that stand out to you? Sure. Uh, I guess the other one is going back to back to back. We won gold uh, three years. Yeah. Yeah. We won gold three years in a row, which was um, really cool. Um, again, in the 90s. And I'm going to have to look at this because I can't tell you what year that was. 97, 98, 99. Was that it was. Happened? Look at that. I mean, has this ever happened before, three-peat? I mean, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Years? You know what? I'm I'm sure Ontario in there. They were Ontario was uh, was really good, and yeah. then Alberta started fielding some some outstanding ladies teams. So I don't. Know. I'm. I I don't know if it was the same teams though. I mean, really. Yeah. I, the the only thing I can think of is the COVID teams right now. I mean, I mean our team right now, but I mean that's because yeah. of COVID. But uh, <laughs> see you later, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still, yeah. still here, and I agree <laughs> with him. <laughs> I mean, how many you know back to back wins has there even been? I wonder. Oh yeah, lots. But it'd be cool to hear that and some of the names that are. Or then, I mean, how many three peats? How many four peats? What's the most that somebody's won in a the, row? The, the how many Montreal Canadian dynasties as they're out there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what? If uh, Tim Hooper is listening, and I think he is, yeah. he is, uh, he's a, he's a stats genius. He uh, he could probably tell you that. Yeah. But so were those three Pete, um, mm -hmm. were those teams the same yeah. ladies that were on the um, team? There were some of the same. Uh, Jamie Sox was on two of them. I don't think I had anybody that was on all three. Uh, nope. No. I didn't have one that, yeah, because we, uh, when we were trying to put together some of the names, they didn't have on all three. But uh, Karen was on a couple of them. I, yeah, Karen was on a couple. I think Chrissy was on a couple. 99 looks a whole different and uh really the the biggest one is 99 yeah 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 because aaron and uh sharon zaborniak sharon just kind of came out of nowhere um yeah and if i'm not mistaken she played both i think she actually i might be wrong but i think she actually played the singles too i don't know why that sticks in my head but uh but it's still the same. It's always been kind of the same core um, of people. That the thing with playing something like that out of out of Manitoba is like Winnipeg is such a huge population base um, that we are like some some of you guys that have how many zones do you have in Alberta for C five? We've got five zones. We have three. Okay, and one of them is one of them is Winnipeg, and then the other two zones they're just, they're smaller rural zones, and they've got a few individuals that are like really good and can compete absolutely but to try to find five or six of them yeah you know that they compete it's it's a numbers thing like we just have we we've just always had so many more more numbers so we so when you see that many times going to a national well sometimes whether it's alberta whether it's ontario that has more zones sometimes it's harder to get out of your province than it is you know than it is to do well at a national well we don't the ladies typically haven't had a hard time getting out of the province. The, men, the men's is a little bit different. Um, the other zones in the men's do have uh, more, more, uh, more guys that can compete, and and they do quite regularly. Uh, Kenny Wilson's uh, out of uh, out of um, Central. They, uh, you know, they they've quite often gone to to the nationals too. But the the ladies, they just don't have enough of them to to be able to fill the team that can necessarily. Uh, compete so it's so a lot of our teams got to go 
unfortunately. And Karen made the comment there in 2000, you lost in the final for the four-peat. So you would have gotten silver, right? That, um, that, that was, yeah, that was the, oh yeah, that was the ladies. They finished. I didn't, I wasn't on that team. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the okay. 2000 and 2001 went Hamilton, Hamilton for some reason. And I don't remember why. There was some scheduling thing and they ended up doing mm -hmm. the nationals in the same place two years in a row. And I chose not to go either time it was in Hamilton for some reason. I don't know why. I like Hamilton. I don't know why I didn't qualify either of those years, but I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, what an amazing stat uh, Tom Patterson put up there about Norm Shannis. Yeah, we bring up the conversation Shannis. about Shannis. repeats. And Norm won Shannis a won a gold each of the seven trips he made to national championships pre-1973. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. That's pretty he, outstanding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I wish that he was still playing when I came around. It's funny because he's, he's always at the bowling alley. Okay. Masters tournaments. He's there. <laughs> like he's watching like any, and doesn't matter where it is. He's coming, he's driving and he's coming to it. And every time you talk to him, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I could, uh, you never know. Maybe, maybe next year. No norm. You're not going to go out and play again, but he's, uh, yeah, I would have loved, loved to have seen him play in his heyday because he was absolutely amazing. Hmm. What a what a great dude. I mean, what a great family, really. But uh, yeah, he also gave us probably the most terrifying ride of our lives. <laughs> oh, is that right? He picked you up at an airport then? Yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were there. What was that? 2010? 2010, yeah. Yeah, it was 2010. Oh, no. He picked us up and like, uh, he we're all crammed into this van. And I swear to God, the entire ride there, he's having a conversation with himself or with us and he's sitting there driving. And staring at us for like <laughs> literally the entire ride. <laughs> Norm, you're like 80, eyes ahead, eyes ahead. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Good time though. Yeah. Got trapped behind the uh behind the pride, the pride parade. Yeah. Now how about the last handful of years? Um open Still, still going strong. I know there was you worked really, really, really hard to make a mixed team, and finally, finally made it here. I did make a mixed team. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the one, not the one that uh, Scotty's talking about, but uh, yeah, we. Uh, I made a mixed team in Sudbury, and we uh, and we won. So that was kind of cool. So I got to tick that box, getting a, a mixed team gold as well. So that was uh, that was really neat. Yeah, That's a great team too. You know what? It's and it's it, the mixed team is. It's just such a different dynamic. It really is. Like you're still. Is that me making that noise? No, no that's sorry. Thank you for calling him out, though. Okay, no yeah. problem. Um, yeah, like you're still super competitive, but it's just a different. <laughs> it's it's, it's, just, it's yeah. uh it's just it's just a different dynamic, and it's uh as competitive as it is, it's fun. You know, and it's uh, yeah, it's a uh, that's a really good experience. Yeah. Would you choose to play ladies or mixed? If you had to choose between one of them, which would you choose? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like <laughs> picking specific teams or whatever, but based on dynamics, is there? Do you have a preference? Um, I would probably still choose the ladies team. It, let me. If I was capable of throwing, if I was capable of, you know, still competing at, at, at that level, I would probably choose the ladies team. 
Mm -hmm. um, just to try to prove to myself, if nothing else, that I could still do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, have absolutely no problem with a mixed team either, because that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Fair enough. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's it's a totally different dynamic, right? Um, oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, after I play on so many men's teams, and Daryl can attest, and Carrie can attest, play on so many men's teams, and then you play on a mixed team, it's a totally different emotional level and yeah. and different feeling altogether, right? So. Yeah. 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 Dexter, have you never played mixed? No. I played I played one mixed team in Youth Challenge, and that's about right. it. But I've never played on an adult mixed team, no. Right. Hmm. Not yet, anyways. It's different, but it's totally fun, right? It's a yeah. different type of fun, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it is. Before we move on to the Masters, and then we'll also talk about some of the CBC TSN stuff, rounding out mm -hmm. to the Open accomplishments, I um, wanted to chat quickly about the experience uh, as being named as one of the top 100 bowlers of the century by C5 in 2009. Pretty amazing. That was and, cool. And inducted into the C5 Hall of Fame in 2019. Do you remember yeah. about the, the top 100 ceremony? Did you, you know, big plaque? I know that there was some stuff that went out there. How did that uh, go for you or, you know, yeah. surprise or appreciative? Um, appreciative, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's certainly, you know, always nice being included in in that group of people. And it's funny every year when uh, skipping to Masters for a second, they always take a, a top one hundred photo of the, the the people that are in the top one hundred that happen to be at the Masters, whether you're playing or not, whether you're whatever. They always take it, so it's always kind of neat to see who you know who's there that year. And uh, so kind of kind of a kind of a really neat keepsake, but very honored to be included in uh, in that group of people um we got we each got a an individual uh, certificate type thing um yeah very uh that's very nice yeah very nice and then the hall of fame in 2019 mm -hmm. um, that little induction must have been pretty cool and and flattering as well the girls and bruce that's right yeah just just the way Bruce likes it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, just the way the ladies like it too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't suck. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, that was really nice. And the cool thing about that was that all of us that were were nominated actually got out to the to the national to to receive our awards in person. Like that's not something that that was paid for by C five. Um, we all decided individually, like we didn't really talk about it. Like we didn't Winnipeg, obviously we said like, we're going right. And everyone's yeah, 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 we're going, but it was very cool to see that it meant enough to, to all of us that we wanted to be there. Not just, not just, um, not just have your name announced or what have you that, but that we actually wanted to be there to, uh, to physically be inducted into, you know, to uh, be part of the celebration. So yeah, that was, uh, that was really cool. That was nice. Really, really, yeah. it was re really cool seeing uh, you girls with Dylas. Like I've never yeah. met Dylas before, but uh, seeing your guys' uh, kind of bond with her was really neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she, uh, we are Dylas's girls. That's what yeah. we've been. We that's what we've been called for for years. We're Dylas girls. That's just uh, just kind of the way it is. They did a uh, um. Manitoba uh, five pin did a reception actually for for um, the four of us that uh, that were inducted. They did after we got back that they had a reception and Kenny Wilson 
um, did wonderful videos of uh, people talking about us and, and uh, yeah, it was pretty special. Pretty special. Neat. Um, how about we move to the, to the masters because <laughs> there's an even better resume on the master side of things. Well, a longer, <laughs> a longer one. I don't know if it's right. better. <laughs> well, maybe not from a gold perspective, but I mean, yeah. 32 national appearances on the Masters is is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, yeah. 27, of course, playing, and now five coaching in the last little bit. Nice, nice little transition, but um, three golds, nine silvers, and four bronze. Mm-hmm. Any of those stick out, uh, some of those medals and some of those Master years playing? Yeah, uh, the first two, obviously, 1990 and 91, with uh, with uh, winning gold in both of those years and winning gold in the C5 as well. That was just, those two years were just, uh, you know, unreal. So is that yeah. both, oh, so, so both Opens and both Masters, so four yeah. golds in a row, basically. Well, five, because they had the singles in there. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was... Uh, Incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely the... Highlight? I don't. I don't know. Certainly, certainly, my first, my first best experience. How, how about we go there? Sure. My first best experience. Um, you mentioned the word transition, uh, transitioning out of uh, bowling into coaching. I'm stubborn. Okay, in my mind, that was a temporary transition. Going into <laughs> coaching, I love coaching. Okay, um, but I'm still out there trying to qualify. I've had, I've had some injuries over the past years. And this year when bowling started, actually, I was so excited because nothing hurt. I'm like, yes, here we go. New season. I can play. Well, we're shut down. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um, so I'll certainly continue to coach, but I'm also out there trying to make the teams as well, because I'm stubborn enough to think that I can still do that. Of course. Yeah. I think I just got my hand slapped. Everybody else? No, no, <laughs> no. I no, think because because it was a transition. Yeah. I just I just made it clear that maybe it's a yeah. temporary transition. Yeah. Sandy, Sandy, you don't have to be nice to us. Uh, I don't. You can tell DB to sit in the corner. And yeah. Oh, okay, cool. You put him on mute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's a second hand slap because, because he already did the dinging, right? That's second, yeah. third one. He's out, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> and in all fairness, Daryl did try to. Well, did the same sort of transition for a little while too so you know yeah yeah Um, fair fair point there yeah (laughs) jesus the old one and one and done on the coaching two couple coaching and then okay i'm this yeah i don't want to do this yeah it's hard it's hard hard. yeah it's It's hard. It, it, you know, you think yeah. you can do it and you think no problem. And I've played enough opens and I can do it. And, yeah, you know, definitely some mistakes. I'd love the opportunity to do it again. Yeah. Um, is that am I burning to do that? No, not yeah. necessarily. I'm, I'm burning to play. Right. So, yeah, you don't need yeah. to hear about me. So, no, no, no. But for sure. Like, so obviously uh, the transition, well, not the transition. But I'm using I'm, I'm using Daryl's words now. Daryl's uh, really rubbing off on me. Um, but, uh, I know you coached and mentioned in here, you're coaching, uh, teaching and you coach seniors. That was probably a whole lot different than uh, coaching a tournament ladies team. I've only coached tournament and and seniors. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, so coaching the seniors, um, on the first one I coached, my sister was on. Oh, okay. 
And then on the second one I coached, Jim was on the team. Oh, Jim was on. Okay. Yeah. He was. And we're yeah. still married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, that was good training for COVID. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it is. It's you know what? It's very different. And again, so the seniors is a mixed team too. So now you're coaching a mixed team. But uh yeah, it's different. But not a bad different. Just different. You know, you can um hmm. <laughs> You yeah. are very, very politically correct. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> you have a preference between I playing I don't want this to come back and bite yeah. me in the but you said it won't. Did you have a preference to play open versus masters? Uh, we've asked this question. Oh, see, that's, see, that's a good one. Yeah, see, that's a good one. Um, I've had more success in the open, and I don't know why, but um, masters is just a, I don't know, it's just a different, it's a different animal. I don't, I don't want to say that I enjoy it more, but I enjoy it more. Yeah. Well, that's fine. And yeah. now, is that because you don't have a sub to rely on? That you're a team and you're a group, and you've got to come together. You know, um, part, that, that's or... probably it in part. I also, I also just find that the camaraderie off the lanes, even at the Masters, is just more. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more apt to talk to more people outside my own province at a Masters, and I don't know why, but it just, it just happens. Um, but yeah, certainly that certainly the uh, sink or swim you're you're in. You're not you're not getting pulled, you know whether you're good or bad. Um, I do like that as as a coach. I kind of like the uh, the pulling though because that at least adds something to it. Coaching coaching masters. You here's your five. Yeah. Make it work. You know. Yeah. Um, so so it does add a different element to it for coaching wise, but playing wise, I don't. Yeah, Masters just. There's a little bit more downtime in Masters. I think that definitely yeah. plays into it. And yeah. and there's, you know, sometimes a little bit more like events that happen as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, like it's not a knock against C5. I love playing C5. I don't oh, know. Yeah. If I had, but you asked me to pick one. So I yeah. picked one. Yeah. <laughs> They're totally different events. They got their own ups yeah. and downs. And um, yeah. Everybody has their preference. And even on this podcast, this group, we all have different opinions on it too. It's, yeah, um, yeah it's personal preference and that's the way, yeah. it go, way it works. Yeah. Having said that, I'd love to to uh, go back and play C5 again now because I haven't played for probably five years um, mm -hmm. in the C5. So I would like to go back and, uh, and do that too, just because I haven't done it in so long. And is that more, obviously, Winnipeg hasn't, had a association and they haven't played in yeah. yeah yeah but this year they they were back um, right. we 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 did the open we fielded the teams and but unfortunately i was again my my body said no um but yeah i would certainly like the opportunity to do that weird weird little asterisks in there for winnipeg for a handful of years yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um how about position in the lineup um you know preference playing there i mean we, we know that you played a lot of anchor is that correct i did play a lot of anchor um for for certainly for the majority of the years um yeah i i love the position i love the love the role um i love that i like i see it as a as a leadership role on the team um absolutely loved doing it 
when I'm doing it well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't know that it's uh, a preference, but it's just something that, you know, I, I, I ended up playing it a lot. Um, but I think that speaks to somebody that's accepting of that's my role and, mm -hmm. and wanting it too, is that yeah. I'm comfortable and I want that yeah. and I'm okay with that yeah. of having the pressure of needing to bang out or needing something in the tent for the team. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously your stats would speak for themselves that you would have closed the deal on many occasions for your team to do that. Um, and the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. So, um, uh, that's, that's a big, that's a big check yeah. there for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm also a firm believer that, that just because I'm throwing the last balls, the anchor bowler does not win the game. Okay. <laughs> no, right, the anchor right. bowler just, the anchor bowler just happens to throw the last three shots in the game. <laughs> if, if nothing, if nothing happens up top there, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, which, which I would love to, get into the heads of some of the younger kids that I don't think necessarily see it that way. Um, it's coming down to them and it's going to be on my shoulders and I'm yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on your shoulders. You're that's your job. And like Karen yeah. said, your job I've got, I'm being counted on and that's my role. So yeah. Is that a different mindset that you would go in with or, or knowing, or how did you, how did you handle that? How did you cope with that pressure? Um, I don't know, you know, just, uh, it just kind of happens. Like I've certainly gotten up there in the 10th frame and I'm literally shaking, but that doesn't stop me from being able to throw the ball. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm still, it might be a little bit nerves doing this, but I'm still trying to throw a confident shot. It's just, it's just another shot. Really. I don't know. It just kind of happens. Um, it certainly happened more often in earlier in my career. What I, what I'm finding now is that like, I used to be one of those people that get up and, Stand on the approach, one thought in my head, go. Mm -hmm. I have to think about everything now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, it adds a whole new element to the game. Like, he used to be able to just go. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a spot. I don't, uh, I don't throw over spot. I have an Perfect. area, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not concentrate on your spot, look at your spot. It's just kind of, uh, the middle's there-ish. Throw. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I no, do. I like Tom's, yeah. Tom's question yeah. there. Yeah. Do you feel anchor bowlers have certain characteristics separate from others? Or is that just accepting of that's your role? Or is there something, you know, you're um, a, goalie, a goalie in soccer or hockey, you're bred a little bit differently and wired differently, you know, but there's people that really enjoy and accept that role of being the yeah. anchor anchor bowler. I think you can, you have to have no fear. Like you can't be afraid of a position, whether it's an anchor bowler, whether it's a leadoff bowler, trying to, trying to set the tone for everybody, you can't bowl from fear. So I think you, confidence, you have to have confidence in your, in your ability, whether it's in leadoff, whether it's an anchor, you confidence. You can't, you can't, can't throw, Dylas used to tell us, don't throw the ball hoping that you're going to get a strike. Throw the ball knowing that you're going to get a strike. Okay. And that was, that was instilled from day one when she started teaching the girls. We would get together for a for a practice, you know, before we start. And she's got and she's got a page of stuff that she's going to talk to us about. <laughs> and it's about confidence and it's about carrying yourself with uh, carrying yourself like a winner, even even if you're not playing well. And people will feed off if they see you, you know, doubting yourself or not playing well. People will feed off that. So always carry yourself with confidence and. And, and positivity, good positive thoughts.
Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that statement is so accurate and so true. And uh, yeah, uh, so, sometimes demeanor is just as important as throwing the bowling balls. And yeah, uh, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're sitting there sulking because you're having a hard time, well, that's not doing anything for your team. No, no. Right? So, or showing the emotion. Or, you're nervous to go and throw the strike, and oh boy, oh boy, I'm shitting my pants, and you got to yeah. go throw strikes now down to the end, and totally. the end, you know. As a as somebody that you're, you know, your competitor, if they see that happening, they're like, "Yes, we've got this." Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they're just licking their chops. Yeah, totally. It, yeah, it's great, crazy to think that uh, we were just talking about this online with JB's uh, blog about his two sixty average. Was 260, bowler. Yeah, yeah, and he was just talking about this. So this is a great talk about this because he was talking yeah. about how he was uh, anchor bowler uh, back in twenty fifteen and how he couldn't. Uh, deal with it and or how he didn't deal with it properly. Right. And so this is great, great talk with it. Um, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think a lot of it's confidence and self-talk. Uh, yeah. Tom did bring up about positivity talk, right? So did, yeah. so did you, what was kind of some self-talk did you, you, when you were down there during key moments, was there um, anything special you did? I try to, I try to do a, most of my talking in the pit. Like the, the pit is for thinking. Yeah. And the and the and the approaches for doing, so mm-hmm. I'll only I try to limit it to, to to one thought once I step on the approach, and it typically the one thought is if if I'm playing well, same nice shot or or nothing extra, uh, nice easy approach, uh, because I have a tendency to go a little bit quick, <laughs> um, just a little bit, um, so just strictly skill stuff. Once I get up on the approach, that's that that's the only thing I'm thinking of. And and I try to do it in like one skill, one one thing. Mm-hmm. And and hope that that triggers everything else. Uh, I totally agree. I, I think almost all your thoughts should be done in the pit for sure. Yeah. This is a big reason why I'm very quick on the approach. I'll take, you know, a second if that and go. But it, it was, you know, playing through the opens and stuff like that, it became sort of a mechanism to you know, turn off the brain a little, turn off yeah. the pushing. It, 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 it helps prevent that. Um, I get up there, I, I rock, and I take my one step, my first little step, have one thought process go. Yeah. Um, and, and just, it just kind of helps to keep you in a rhythm a little bit longer too, but it certainly, it certainly helps turning off the brain. Um, oh, yeah. especially in those big key shots too. Yeah. 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 Tom wants to ask about the positivity talk that you gave at your youth school. Oh, thanks, Tom. Um, <laughs> I passed the information on to him for his book too. He knows that. Um, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a big believer that your attitude and what you put out into the world, as it were, comes back at you. Okay. So if, so if I come at bowling or anything with a, with a positive attitude, I'm going to get positivity back. I don't, I don't like to waste energy on the lanes on, uh, on like getting, getting angry at stuff. Like, and I'm not saying when I, when I talk about positive, I'm not saying, Oh, you have to be happy all the time, you know, and and go around with a big smile on your face. It's not that it's just take something positive out of everything. Um, Tell you in, in, in coaching, tell yourself what to do, not what not to do. Okay, that that makes sense. Like, don't don't tell yourself what you're doing wrong. Don't say like, don't do this. Say, 
do this because that's what you're going to have in your head. So if you can, if you can take negativity out of it, far better off. You're absolutely right. Especially with like, yeah, even, you know, spreading your, your wisdom to somebody else or giving them coaching. That is, that's so critical. That's something Lynn really instilled in us when we were younger too. There's, there's a big difference in, in the statement, you know, get a little bit of lift over don't put the ball down. Yep. You know, and it's the same thing again, back to the strike. It's like, you know, you, you never want to go up there and be like, don't punch. Like, yeah. that's, yeah. Isn't that, it, isn't yeah. we've all done it's it. Like, you can we've do all it. said that to ourselves. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. when we were kids, Tom always told us, Tom Stevenson always told us that if you're going to be negative, you will be right. 100% of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and it's, it's so true. Self-fulfilling prophecies, right? Yeah, pretty much. I can't believe I just said that right. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes a lot of work. It really does in the mental yeah. game to really yeah. frame it positive and telling yeah. yourself, do these rather than don't do these. I mean, it's it's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you do something, like your anchor bowling, you the more and more you get confident with, I can do it next time and I'll do it again yeah. and I'll do it again. And I'm, I can do this and I will do this. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah we had, we had, uh, we had a, a little saying, some of the girls when we'd, uh, when we'd be in the pit and we we're chatting, whatever. And, and uh, they'd be like, okay, you know, get up there and, you know, and, 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 and save us or through, we used to play, we had a pig and we used to pay for bad things and good things and what have you. So it was a blow pot like, like you'd have in league. Eh? Um, and so if, if I had to save the team or save one of the girls or something, you know, we need you or or throw a strike or whatever The thing was, it's my job. It's what I do. And that was just a recurring thing that, uh, that the girls expected to hear from me when they were trying to encourage me. Okay. It's my job. It's what I do. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. Um, a funny story here. I'm supposed to ask you about a trip to Thompson for the masters. Did you stop at a farm or anything? <gasps> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> you know who that's, Karen. Karen again. <laughs> so as some of you may or may not know that llamas are kind of like um like camels and they spit at you. Okay. Well, so so halfway up to well, no, closer to Thompson, there's this little place where you could stop called Ponton and they had a farm so I wanted to go say hi to the llama (laughs) the llama spit all over me (laughs) I had to get back on the bus with green llama stuff all over my face and and couldn't really clean off until I got to Thompson (laughs) (laughs) just yuck thank you Karen yeah what was this uh was yeah. this a dry trip? Like, I sure hope you had a few beverages after that. You know what I'm thinking? We must have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Scott's asked oh, yeah, yeah. a couple times about the shoveling. So, obviously, there's something there, too. About the what? Ask the shoveling. Sh- <gasps> okay, we're not talking about that. That is not bowling related. <laughs> But this is a so, bowling related podcast, right? We don't go. So, that's, so, that's right. Yeah. So we're not talking about that. Just know, just know, Scott. You're gonna have Scott on at some point, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude, so, we can oh, that's right it. too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> he'll get his. 
Finishing off on the Masters, we've got a couple of notes about a lifetime membership by the Masters Bowlers Association of Manitoba in 2007. Yeah. Yep. Nice little accomplishment there. Yeah. So that was cool. We, uh, we don't always, you know, you don't, it's not something you give away every year, but uh, after I had gone to nationals um, 20 times, they decided that it might be a cool thing to give people a life membership if they've been there that many times we've since changed the rule but i was able to to take advantage of that rule so yeah That's so great. uh i'm a lifetime member of the manitoba masters so that was cool and the master bowlers association of canada award of excellence for performance and sportsmanship yep that's a mouthful um, pretty yeah, yeah yeah um when the awards of excellence started they were they still are done at the at the uh banquet at the nationals but uh i think it was actually decided on by the board i might be wrong here by the uh mbac like by the canada board and then in more recent years it started to be more that each province as their turn to host the nationals comes up they can nominate uh two people or they can give two people uh, a national award of us of excellence based on whatever mine just happened to be they decided to do it based on uh, sportsmanship and uh performance like it can be volunteerism it can be uh dedication it can be fortitude what, whatever you wh whatever you want but uh yeah so very uh very pleased to get that when we hosted in 2014. that's great yeah. and i think this one is one of the coolest things to have uh somebody can oh yeah have have for them yeah. is that we have an award named after yourself so the sandy anderson award yeah. is for good sportsmanship and fair play in the master bowlers of manitoba yeah um as much as a competitor i am uh i i take very seriously uh being a good sport and 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 playing fair it's just always been a, th a thing of mine. So for them to do that, to uh, let me help acknowledge other people who uh, who do that, who I think kind of have the the attributes that I think make a good bowler, um, being fair play and sportsmanship and and certainly uh, skill. But this was this is strictly I don't care how you bowl um, if you're you go out of your way to make the new kids feel welcome if you you know just stuff to help the sport along and to uh to show that you have respect for the sport and that uh um yeah you think you, you think about it more than just what's my score you know um so yeah so we uh karen armstrong one of the uh, people that's been uh, feeding mm -hmm. you uh, pictures <laughs> was uh was one of the early recipients of that award because she uh she is also one of those kind of people that just goes out of her way to make everyone feel welcome and and uh, whether it's on the lanes, off the lanes. So yeah, very cool. Well, it's a very neat accomplishment to have, like I said, an award named after you, especially for that too, like you said, yeah. you know, you sleep, yeah. like accolade, yeah, something, sportsmanship. Yeah. Something, yeah, something near and dear to my heart, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an award basically <laughs> named after you because you're a great person. And I don't, I don't know if you've, well, like, thank been, you. if you, if you've been reading the comments at all, but the, just the amount of absolute love that you've been getting from everybody from around the country, um, and literally from around the country, it just shows how oh, great a person cool. you are. Um, so yeah, that's 
that's super neat that you have an award named after you for being. Yeah, being. yeah, that is. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's a good one. That's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Another one that we uh, want to get to is TSN. No, not not a photo this time. Another okay. little accomplishment. <laughs> another TSN CBC sort of cash side of things of playing for that. So yeah. I was uh, amazed at the TSN number of times you've played. Um, Fourteen times you've played on TSNs. I had to keep going back because I wasn't winning. <laughs> Amazing. Well, well, we- yeah. While we discuss all this, we'll uh, we'll play a match in the background. Um, it'll be oh, on mute, but uh, we can go ahead and continue this talk. Okay. So qualifying through Manitoba would have been top one that goes, or just or was it? Uh, if I'm if, usually top two. Okay. Yeah, we usually sent uh, two girls and two guys, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Between Sandy and uh, and Brenda Walters. And Brenda, yeah. Right. And you had defeated, it said, uh, Jennifer Marshall, now Jennifer Smith, and Helene in there. I didn't didn't catch the first name. Party, yeah. But, I mean, that those are two, like, massive opponents that you beat to get through to them, too. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know what? One of the things that I that I feel so bad for, for younger people is that, that they don't have this venue anymore, that they don't have the avenue to do this because it was, you know, a, a wonderful experience, obviously, and, and, and chance to pick up a little bit of cash, you know, you're not going to retire on it, but, but um, fabulous experience and, and the kids don't get a chance to do this now. You, you, you can, sorry, you can see Jim or husbands in the background there. Mm-hmm. And you I was going to ask her how cool is it to have the the awesome Adam Weber behind her. Though. I couldn't even see him skinny, <laughs> yeah. skinny yeah. and with hair, right? So yeah. I can't even... <laughs> well, 14 times, did you have to keep qualifying every year to go back? Or was yeah. there the rule of you uh, get the auto qualify? You had to qualify each time. Had to qualify each time. Yeah. Well, and how many times would you have made the final or do you remember some of the stats there on how you would have done over those 14 years? Oh, you would, wouldn't you? Um, uh, she, she actually has them in her bio. She sent us. It, it's listed. Yeah. And, I she do, all, and, I can't. and she has all the money winning and all the matches she scored. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't get to it right now, but that's uh how many Tim, tell us a little bit about some of those, uh, some of the, some of the stats on the dollars or, well, I mean, this one here, she, uh, she overall, I can tell you, she won uh, about almost twenty-two thousand dollars just right. from the TSN alone, right? So if, if you did that, um, yeah, a couple, couple of quick scores. I mean, um, she didn't have her scores from the twenty oh seven one here, but um, she ended up winning ten thousand just for the finals here. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then she came back the following year and came in fourth. Uh, the year prior, she was in second. I ran her up, right? $5,000 for that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 She was- went 233 225 343 And then uh, she lost in the finals in that year. Now, being a singles event here in TSN, yeah. different mentality? Or how did you prepare for that mentally or, or physically even? How did... You know, 
Yeah, um, you know what? I don't know. It's just the, the, the TV aspect of it never seemed to bother me, like, which, which is weird because I don't even like getting my picture taken. Okay, but but the fact that there's ca you you don't notice the cameras, you just don't. Um, right, so right. you're just I'm just on the lanes and I'm playing. Um, and after playing 14 years, you get more and more comfortable. Obviously, <laughs> you know what? You actually do. You do get more and more comfortable. The only thing that I wish would have happened, and and it happened a couple of times where people would still make noise. Like I am so used to hearing noise in a bowling alley, and right, there's nothing right. worse than, oh, they're up. Okay, then it stops. Okay, then there's nothing. Um, a couple of times, if you've had enough uh, people in the audience doing it, they'll, you know, kind of make noise through it. And that's what I'm used to. Um, so it's a little bit, little bit unnerving to have there be no noise whatsoever. But yeah, you get used to it. I think, you know what, I think it's okay when it, there's no noise right from the start of the match. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you kind of drift through it the whole way, the kind of consistent yeah. For me, the worst thing I, I hate in anything is, you know, seeing somebody going up for a perfect game and then everybody stops talking stops. or yeah. just, you know, moves around the yeah. bowling alley and goes from a normal league night or, you know, a tournament where there's noise everywhere to absolute dead silence yeah. just for a moment. That's the worst thing ever. I hate it. Yeah. It, it shouldn't bother you. You should get over it. No. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't say that I've been in that position. <laughs> but that being said... I, I try to make sure that I try to keep noise going so it's at least semi-consistent. Yeah. Now, are you talking to Jim, to Jim during this match? Are you talking to yeah. you know, competitors all, or are you just... You uh, not not to the competitors. They're actually, yeah, they're, you know, you're not really saying that much to each other, but certainly with uh, with Jim being right behind me, I'll, you know, turn around and, and say a couple of things to him. Right. Yeah. Now, I see Brenda is a, uh, a goofy footer there. She is. Yeah, she does it very well. Yeah, I'm very well, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. Uh, she's absolutely outstanding. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. You just you're so aggressive in your style and approach there. You just yeah, it's great to see coming at it and just ripping the ball. Yeah. Yeah, no. I resemble that. I don't. Uh, I don't look quite like that anymore, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still throw the ball so aggressive. Um, yeah, like you and uh, Karen's styles are so so similar. It's, yeah, uh, we are actually we are pretty similar. Okay, yeah. so funny story. I do have a funny story. <laughs> um, I changed my approach because of television. When I went on the first the first time I made TSN, and I watched it back, I used to uh, bring the ball out in front of me and bring it up over my head. Well, I thought I looked ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, so for no other reason other than you look ridiculous, I changed my I changed my style, um, which I guess was a good thing because it works. But uh, yeah, so a little bit of vanity, but um, but th that's that's crazy. That, that what or what what was the, oh I guess 1989 was the first time you made it. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Then. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense in my head. I was like, 2007. You changed that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but I, yeah, obviously it worked out very well for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's crazy. That's funny. That's yeah. the first year, the form of you know video analysis of watching yourself bowl, right? Is yeah. I had to be on TV to bowl in a competition to watch myself bowl. Yeah, pretty much. Isn't that the truth, eh? You know, yeah. On that note, are you using film with some of your kids that you're coaching 
these days? Um, yeah, I uh, I'm not coaching YBC and uh, <laughs> anymore right now. But I, you know what? Just just on the phone, like I did. Uh, Manitoba did a bowling school and coach mentorship thing um, in '19. It was the first year they were trying something different. So they wanted they wanted the kids to be able to uh, to learn from coaches, but they also wanted coaches that maybe don't have the same experience that some of us have to to learn a bit more about how we coach. So it was actually a coach mentorship thing too. Um, and I use my phone constantly showing the kids, showing the kids different stuff And there. Cause I'm sure you guys have known it yourself. You know, someone will tell you you're doing this, or you're doing this. Oh, that's what you meant. You know, as soon mm -hmm. as, as soon as they, as soon as they see it for themselves, I can, I can say something, but if you're not hearing the same thing or you don't understand what I'm saying, pictures work. Uh, it's a, it's a f fabulous tool. And you don't need big fancy equipment. You know, you're you're in the bowling alley. Pull out your phone. Mm -hmm. yeah. And probably not used even enough yet. No. Right. No, uh, probably not. You know, and even go back to the whole practice. You know, yeah. or your league. Are you throwing for half an hour and watching yourself and seeing what you're doing, or you know, carrier Dexter finding the line, or or you know, working your shot, or are you showing up a minute yeah. before and throwing one ball and then let's go, right? Yeah. yeah. You know. Why not set that camera up right away and watch yeah. yourself go for ten minutes and see if you yeah. can see anything that's that's off, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then CBC. So this is a, a TSN highlight. CBC. How many times did you play that? Um, four. And, and the, I don't know. Yeah, and the most successful, just a runner-up in two thousand three. Yeah. 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 Was and that was that was CBC that took over from TSN. That wasn't the original CBC. Okay. Uh, that that predated all this, where it was um, where the girls were playing against the guys. That was once TSN dropped out, and they did uh, CBC took it over for a few years. So that was not the original CBC where you could win like twenty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, T TSN dropped the pins game and then picked yeah. up the Canadian Bowling Championship. Yeah. Right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah a little bit different yeah yeah now how about other um you know cash events and circuits um you sure. know we see that manitoba open cash tournament yeah um, the first woman to win the event in 2004 yeah how about other did you always play in the manitoba one did you ever go to regina did you ever oh, yeah. yeah. autumns and all those yeah. guys how did, yeah. I, i'm old enough that i went to regina when it wasn't at uh, golden mile <laughs> right so i played at the i think it was prairie prairie yeah prairie lanes so i yeah. uh, i went there quite regularly i went to edmonton i think once uh saskatoon a lot um but didn't do uh, that was oh jeepers that was probably early 90s i'm gonna guess that i did that um i hadn't i hadn't done cash tour well i guess you know i was probably in regina in the in the 2000s but um, haven't done that an awful lot. Um, again, I'm stubborn enough to think that maybe I still could, you know, may, maybe you'll see me out at a Regina, you know, all, all things being well and nothing hurts. Um, <laughs> I would certainly like to do, you know, I'd like to try some of the WCBT things just, just to try it, you know, just because I, you know, I think, uh, that, uh, you're giving, you're giving, not just the older bowlers, but you're giving the younger bowlers something to uh, 
something to do, something to to strive for. That's not masters. It's not uh, that's not C five. Just giving them a completely different avenue, and and obviously it's working. You get the you know the some of the some of the entries that you've had in the in the more recent tournaments. That's that's outstanding. Yeah, not only is it the fact that um, they get to play the against the best players across Canada, yeah. it's they also can pay for it instead yeah. of relying on uh, saving up some money and going to a masters or an open like um, BC yeah. is notorious for it. it. It costs so much to go play the masters tournaments. And then you got to hope you make nationals just so a little portion of it is paid for where yeah. one of these tour events, if you place fairly well, you can pay for that one and maybe the next one or yeah. the next two. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do we know if Jim Head is watching this right now? He is. Okay. He is not going to like this video very much. <laughs> Miss Corners. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that, that I think I just saw four straight missed. Gla- oh, two two left, two right. Yeah. <laughs> Jim is going to be very unimpressed. <laughs> I think we were all looking forward to the you know, the Manitoba open again this year that was going to be here in December. I know that there was lots of guys from the, you know, us podcast guys were definitely looking at going a handful to come again. I know back in the day when it was run, it was one of our favorite events to come there. And Edmonton and Winnipeg have always had a good, good friendship and some of these Mm -hmm. guys. So. um, Yeah. I was looking forward to it too. You know, it was always this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we don't know yet now. No. I mean, here we are in March. Yeah. Are we going to be able to bowl again coming up in tournaments? Yeah. You know, Autumn Open, I guess, would be the first one, guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's looking like it. and then And then Manitoba. So. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. It'd be nice to, uh, nice to see. Yeah, I'd love to get out there. I never, I never got to go to the original Manitoba tournament, and uh, it makes me sad I never made that trip before it shut down, but... Uh, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that coming around. I can't wait to give it a go. Mm-hmm. That's at St. James, right? That is at St. James, yeah. 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 Be good and my good buddy, to go and support uh, him. <laughs> my buddy Wesley has already told me that we can stay at his place. I don't know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have met Wesley, but I'll introduce you to him when we go up there. So. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. I know who we're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> oh man good times well there's a there's a do we have a big celebration coming up at the end of this video it's a little bit anticlimactic as i think you kind of you knew oh there you go a good finish to the match yeah yeah but uh, i mean this must have just felt so good when this when this ended and you had won and after that many attempts you know that must yeah. have that must have been like a big weight and just it felt was amazing. yeah it was it was kind of like okay the monkey's off yeah totally that's awesome was it was this one of the last years that they ran TSN uh could be TSN I can't remember when TSN finished uh it would have been two thousand well Johnny was the last one right I think two thousand eight was it yeah so this would have been. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The last TSN, yeah. 10,000. Well, we're going to do it again on the uh, the WCBT tour. Yeah. Right. That's, a yeah. New, that's a new wave of 
filming things and having it on camera and exactly you know it yeah. may not be tsn and mainstream but it's definitely yeah. you know for us and youtube is is the new mainstream right yeah no pretty much yeah get it streaming yeah. a different way yeah um coaching though let's uh, let's chat a little bit there on some of the, the coaching excellence so ybc um you coached a, a team to gold in 2013. What what was that? The singles? No, that was singles. Yeah, they uh, so YBC. You do coach chaperones. So right. I had I had the girls and uh, my one of my girls won gold. Another one won silver, if I'm not mistaken. And then in 2007, you coached the senior girls team. Yeah, uh, that was actually in Winnipeg. Yeah, we uh, and we came uh, second. Yeah. So that was fun. It's uh, I know YBC is a lot different now with uh, with not having five, you know five person teams and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was good. I I thoroughly enjoyed coaching YBC and and giving them the benefit of my years of experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they they appreciate that. And even if you are coaching the Open or the Masters, you I mean it's mm -hmm. still nice to be involved. Anyway, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, exactly. you can be a competitor you want to play, but yeah, maybe can't always do that, right? No, but I also enjoy the I do enjoy the coaching aspect too. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and how about a little plug for you know Jim? Now Jim is he's done a lot of coaching himself here recently. That's obviously nice to have you know a spouse who's been so close to you know the forefront and watching, and and then him coming on board as you know, coaching yeah um, is that something he's always wanted to do or always did and then now uh, he's you know more involved in the you know the, the ladies teams or the teams yeah. jim is actually a, a far better coach than i um he's had a lot of success in ybc with uh with his with his guys teams um he has coached in masters as well too but he's been like he's been coming to the lanes as i said to, to nationals and stuff since uh, kind of since we met so he's been doing that for a lot of years um, um but yeah it certainly helps having having a coach in the family like he can tell instantly what if i'm doing something wrong or or what i'm doing wrong i might not choose to listen to him but but he can but he can but he can, uh, he can uh, tell me instantly what's going on but yeah in the last uh last couple of years though he's uh He's decided he likes playing better than coaching, so he's actually um, he's done really well in uh, in masters. He, as I said, he was on the the senior team last year that uh, that I coached, and then he actually in our aborted 20, uh, 2019-2020 season, he had uh, qualified for singles for both the seniors division and for the uh, teaching division. So he uh, so he's always been the better coach, and he is now trying to be the better bowler. And, and and so so for right now he's succeeding at that. <laughs> it sounds like you're gonna break his knees. So he's, no! doing, he's, doing, no! he's doing one of these in the background right now. Yeah, isn't he yeah probably. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, get my poop together and come back at it when we can go back out and see what happens. Yeah, that's got to be good to have that little bit of com uh, competitiveness between yourselves too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Just absolutely. It's all, it's all, all fun and games. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. all, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's funny. And yeah. then um, how about this very how cool this? 
Yes. Well, this is a very cool accomplishment, though, for you as well. In 2009, oh, okay. uh, there's very, very few bowlers across the country that have had this honor um, inducted yep. into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, that's uh, that's very special and very pinnacle of achievement yeah. for sure. So, yeah. What did that ceremony look like, or how did that go? Uh, oh, it's quite the big to do. Um, they have a, a big uh, ceremony at uh, the International Inn. Uh, sorry, Victoria Inn. That used to be called International Inn. Uh, big banquet. Um, everyone can, uh, I think there was, how many of us? There was probably four or five athletes that go in. Uh, then they do builders and stuff. So, yeah, it was, uh, that was nice. And it was, there's only five bowlers. There's only five bowlers in our, in the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Dyla is certainly one of them. Norm Shan is another one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, to be one of only, like, five people in there recognized for bowling because it's hard enough to get recognition for, for that sport, but then to be, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame, that was that was very special. Yeah, that was uh, that was wonderful. That's really yeah. cool. Is there is there an actual building or something that is there an actual Hall of Fame where you can go in there and is. visit? Yeah, there That's is awesome. actually. Yeah, they uh, they uh, swap. Out. We have a, a sports federation, and it's in the okay. it's on it's on the main floor of a sports federation, and they swap out the the uh, displays and stuff from time to time. Um, so it's not always the same thing on display because they've just got way too much stuff to, it's not that big a place. So they've mm -hmm. just got way too much mm -hmm. stuff. But the last year or the year before, I guess they did a, a woman in sports one. So they took down all the guys. There was no guys being shown any of their stuff. So, so that was really neat. I hadn't been there in a while. So I uh, went in and took some pictures of all the other, uh, the other uh, like displays of the other bowlers and stuff. So yeah, so that was, uh, that was really cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, we don't have. Uh, I know some some provinces have uh, like bowling hall of fames. I don't. Do, do you guys have one in Alberta? I didn't no, think so. We're, we're, um, we're, we're, we're laughing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We, like Ontario does, and then even their zones do. Like like Hamilton and stuff has one, but we we don't have that here either. So to be included in the big hall was uh, was kind of a big deal. That was uh, that was totally. really neat. yeah. Who, I think it is of anybody across the country um, that are, or how many bowlers are in their provincial hall of fames, right? Yeah. Um, I know like you just said, Diane you just is. I know, I think yeah. Diane's in Lethbridge, right? Is she? Uh, Diane's in Alberta. Uh, Alberta. Alberta. I don't, yeah. I don't know about that. I, think I don't know she, if she's think, in Alberta. I think, no, I think, I think she's, I think she's Lethbridge hall of, isn't it? Yeah, she's yeah. in Lethbridge hall of fame. Gino's oh. in the Wetaskiwin Hall of Fame, I believe. Like Ms. there's Millet's, a lot of community yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, Rosetti's in, <laughs> in the Lethbridge one. Um, I, I sorry, I think Diane's bowling shoes are in the in yeah. the Hall of Fame, Alberta Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, I don't think she in. was. I don't think she's personally been inducted though. No. Um, but yeah, we don't have one in, in Alberta, I don't think, if, if, if I remember correctly. Friends out there, um, in the comments or in the world, send you know to Fipin Universe, um, people that are in their Hall of Fames, whether it's a community Hall of Fame, whether it's a provincial, whether it's city, whatever it is. Um, it'd be cool to you know build a list yeah. of anybody who's in their respective Hall of Fames, right? Yeah, yeah, she is not in the Alberta Hall of Fame. No, no. Neither is Bruce. 
Yeah, I think we remember they've applied for it almost every year because like Crystal says, Regina nominates a bowler every year for the Regina Hall of Fame. But it's um, it's sad that Diane or Bruce or, you know, the best in Alberta aren't in an Alberta Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what your what like what your process is. We had um, Dylas actually put together the information because somebody has to nominate you. Um, so yeah. Dylas put together a lot of the information about me, and I think they keep it on file for like five years. And if you don't make it in in those five years, then you'd have to reapply. To, to reapply. Yeah. Right. I. Yeah. I I think honestly, maybe we might have a better chance now that we have a, actually a Hall of Fame on a national level. I think that might help. Oh, maybe our that's case true too. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Canadian Hall of Fame, the Canadian yeah. Five Hall of Fame. If you're recognized within your own community, then you can maybe be recognized within your own. It community. Might be, yeah, it might be a little bit easier. I don't know. Yeah. It's something we got to look into. That's for sure. Because it's a shame that nobody's part of our all, uh, yeah. provincial Hall of Fame, at least one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 If we're, not gonna, if we're not going to celebrate our sport, nobody else is. So we have yeah. to, you know, yeah. really, we are responsible for promoting our own sport because if oh, we don't yeah. do it, yeah. We had quite a debate last week about 17-inch um, bases, 18-inch bases. What are your we thoughts did. on the change and the innovation and some of those, you know, differences to the game, Sandy, as somebody who's competed at the highest level? Yeah. Of, uh, of some of these little changes or is there anything else that's needed or or not needed oh that's an interesting way to you know what i don't 17 inches 18 inches um does it really make that much difference really do you think the 17 and 18 inch 17 with black bases yes oh okay yeah i was but never uh, i was never a fan of the of the new bases it, it it depends. It depends on the, the player, I think. Like yeah. to be fair, between two centers like um Heritage is very traditional, eighteen inch, no black bases, to Sherwood Park set uh eighteen inches black bases, and then Bonnie Dune with seventeen inch black bases. Um for my speed and stuff like that, my average didn't fluctuate a whole bunch. But yeah. I but for the slower ball, it it definitely made a big difference i think for some of them but i think it just depends on the player's style that mm -hmm. yeah. really really makes the difference yeah, yeah that's true too yeah are, are there any other changes that you know you'd you'd look to make i mean it's hard to hard to what changes can you make you know yeah um I, I don't know that it's the sport. It, I don't know that it's the, the the mechanics of the sport that has to change it, it, what has to change is like people understanding that it's there. Like we, you, you need the exposure. I, I, age old question. How do you get exposure if you don't? Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just a shame that bowling centers are closing and, and YBC is seeing less and less people. And I, I don't know how you get, I don't know what the magic answer is. Yeah. But it, it's uh, but it's a shame because they're missing out on what was a, a huge part of my growing up and even into you know even into my adult years. Like I've 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 met people that there's no way that I would ever have met if not for that. You, you're saying you're seeing people come across from across Canada here saying stuff. Well, I'd have no reason to know those people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, you're completely right. 
what what needs to change and um obviously our position is the media need to be changed the media needs yeah. to to help support it and stuff like that and hence true. where where yeah. we came from right um yeah that's the only way you're gonna get uh, like dexter doing TikTok. um that's clearly more <laughs> youth oriented right um it, yeah that's the only way you're gonna get to um a lot of these people that uh, I'm afraid to say it, cut the cord. Like even if we get back on TSN and stuff, will our audience grow? I don't know if it would. Yeah, okay. I don't know. So, sorry guys, I uh, I did. Uh, I'm just looking up for Alberta uh, Sports Hall of Fame mm-hmm. um, athlete uh, nomination criteria. An athlete shall be evaluated with respect to his or her contributions to sport on international national levels. An athlete must be retired from a national championship or higher level competitions. Exception to exception to the retirement, they uh, may be made for evergreen sports like bowling or golf. So <laughs> it's right in there. Bowling or golf is right in there. But we don't have um, anybody in bowling in there. <laughs> no, pointing uh, us out. Yeah, the athlete will be evaluated on the personal achievement awards and accomplishments, but uh, also on their contributions and impact they made on their sport and their community in Alberta and Canada. So, so yeah, they did make mention of the, uh, bowling in there, but nobody's in there. So maybe that's on a to-do list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should talk to our A5 president and see what he can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I'll, e- I'll email him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're getting close to wrapping things up. So if anybody else has questions or anything that we want us to ask uh, Sandy, please let us know. Um, But Sandy, I guess, you know, as somebody who's, you know, been there, done that, played in all the events, won won the golds, you know, is there a bucket list left? Is there something that you haven't accomplished that you'd like to do? Um, Uh, There's a, there's a couple that got away. Um, there certainly the the one is uh, master single now. At my age, it's uh, maybe not maybe not terribly realistic, but again, I'm stubborn. Um, so so maybe that is that is pretty much the one that got away is uh, the master singles uh, for a tournament division. I have two silvers, um, one where I qualified. I qualified first through the qualifying and then was just god awful in uh, in the uh, championship round. And the other one, I did something stupid in a tenth frame and I lost uh, I lost the gold medal. So that uh, I would like that one. Yeah, that's uh, so that is kind of the only the only thing that's missing, as it were. Right. Mm-hmm. And any advice for? Um, you know, the youth that are playing now or people that are competitive bowling or, you know, for that matter, even us that are you know, running this podcast, any advice that Sandy Anderson can give some oh, good Lord. words of, hey, words of wisdom know, to us? You know what? I think you guys are doing an awesome job doing this. You're keeping, you're keeping bowling in the public eye. You know, you're, uh, you're showing some people like a, a lot of what I find now is that a lot of people, when you said that I'm going to be on some of your younger listeners, Who's that? You know, so it's it's kind of neat to give some of us uh, some of us folks that have been around the block a time or two um, to give us a chance to uh, to maybe reach some of the younger people and say, hey, you know, I, I I had a pretty successful career and there's no reason you can't, you know, just 
just stick with it and be positive and uh, do your best. It's a great sport. Highly recommend it. <laughs> we're, all I got, man. Yeah. We're going to cut that audio clip and make that into a radio commercial. Oh, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think Dex said, said it uh, the other day. I don't know if you were it was a text or something, but you'd said, you know, we're documenting history here a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, Sandy, you're definitely on the radar for a long time trying to get you come on the podcast. And we're glad that Tim was able to finally get through to you. To yeah. <laughs> come on. But, you know, you you are the people that we want to have on the show and the, yeah, the, that's cool. the top hundred of all time, you know, and yeah. more women. And, you know, Tim's got several invites out there. Um, but you were definitely top of the list of wanting to get onto this podcast because we do want to have conversation with people who have been there before. Um, and the young people need to know the history of the game. And this is a way that we're getting to do that is to have yeah. these, you know, conversations with you and to run through the stats and you're very humble um, and, and not, you know, boasting about your accomplishments, but they're, they're right up there with the best for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you. So we are certainly glad to have you on and have this yes. chat. Um, look forward to seeing you again when we can. Yeah, exactly. And what I what I what I'm, I'm gonna what I, what I will say when you said uh, about Tim having a bunch of you know invites and stuff out, um, I was terrified to do this. You guys aren't scary. No. Okay. Um, so if if Tim has reached out to you and you're afraid to do it, don't be afraid to do it. Thank you, Thank Sandy. You. Thank You're you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was my little PSA. That's yeah, call that. Good. Connie that's Ward. Good. Connie Ward, that's for you. That's right. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Connie, you big chicken. <laughs> I saw that on. Uh, was it was it on last week's? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "Me chicken." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Connie, stop being a chicken. Getting peer pressured, but she should be peer pressured. You know, exactly so on this. We I'm can't sure. wait for bowling and league and you know oh, that yeah. stuff to come back because then there's honestly more to talk about. There's more yeah. things that we can do. We can film our eight gamer, we can film the pro team league, we can film a Sunday night match play, we can film yeah, exactly. You know, what we want to do is media and content and create, you know, it's absolutely wonderful to do these podcasts weekly, but at the end of the day, we all want to be on the lanes throwing mm -hmm. balls too. That's exactly um, right. You know, we'll yeah. continue to have these conversations, but um, there's more that we can talk about and to, to show people and people can talk about their high scores and, you know, we can see Len and Seth falling over the foul line. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Anyways. Okay, well, Sandy, um, you're more than welcome to stick around after the podcast and okay. have a chat with us. Um, okay. But we'll just ask you to step in the back room here, and then you we'll gotcha. wrap this podcast up. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Thank thanks for, for coming, coming on, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, you bet. Well, that was awesome. Uh, like you guys have been saying throughout the whole podcast, uh, clearly one of the best players in the game we've ever had. And uh, to have her on the on our little podcast and uh, over 50 people watching live and commenting and blowing up our chat was uh, pretty cool. You know, she uh, she kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Bruce. You know, I could I could see why she'd be such a great teammate because a she's you know phenomenal and clutch 
but she's also got that little bit of sass and the, <laughs> you know the little sense of humor. Yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. You need that on a team, you know, have a, that little bit of levity. And I think she would be so much fun to play with. It's totally modest, right? And then absolutely, humble. yeah. It's not about her. She never really wants to talk about herself, right? I don't think she gives herself enough credit. So, um, super, super happy she came on, and super happy she got the the confidence to come on and. Uh, I'm uh, honestly super proud that she was on. So thank you, Sandy. Who do we uh, got next, Tim? What's our, our next couple looking like? Uh, next one, guys, Mike Warren. So uh, if, for all you BC people, yeah. Uh, uh, so Mike's going to come on. Uh, yeah, he's a little nervous too, but Mike's a little bit easygoing. Um, so Mike's going to come on. I want to maybe talk about the shoe rule. I mean, that's going to be a big thing I think we might want to talk about. Um and all the silver medals, obviously. Um, and then uh, we got Kathy Davidson coming on. So the one who's always giving Daryl a hard time about the Buffaloes. She called me on a Buffalo today too. She that? did. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know about it, but I guess it's St. Patrick's Day she's coming on. So uh, maybe a little bit of a wild show for Daryl there. So I don't, yeah, I don't know about you. <laughs> Call it sick on Thursday, boys. And it's Daryl's birthday, too. Yeah. Even though, there you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Good, job, good job on those. And thanks to all of our, our, our friends that are in the comments or watching, yeah. and maybe you're not commenting, but, you know, we awfully appreciate, um, you know, people that are watching this, come tuning in on this weekly. We know that a lot of people, this is what they look forward to on Wednesday nights. Uh, listen to a, a bunch of a bunch of knuckleheads like us watching and are talking about bowling and interviewing people. We really appreciate that. Um, we certainly look forward to it every Wednesday of, of doing this for people. Um, and it's not hard for us to do. It's enjoyable. Um, so keep sticking in, keep keep tuning in, and we'll we'll put on good shows for everybody. Yeah, for sure. And Daryl, another well-run podcast. I like sitting back and just taking it all in and then throwing my jabs in. Every We're a good while. team. You know what? We're a good team. Carrie does all the, the adding the comments on there. You do all the production of it. Tim books all the meetings and Tim builds the full agenda, right? Tons of stats and tons of things in there. Dexter adds in great comments and I kind of just sort of lead the way a little bit. Yeah, um, it works great. Sometimes, sometimes a little much. Apologies there. People have to listen to me talk, but yeah, the only thing we have to bring back is Dex's Real Book Corner. Once bowling's yeah. a thing again, yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. That and maybe the What's My Score. We haven't played What's My Score for a bit, so well, yeah, you know, Kathy wants to play it. So Kathy definitely wants to play What's My Score. So we'll play yeah. the we'll play the What's My Score. But yeah, perfect. <laughs> there you go. Well, guys, we'll wrap this week up, and uh, we'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good job, yeah. thanks, guys.